0: So Easter Sunday historically is a, is a day that we go through every single year. We remember what Christ did, and it almost can seem as a as a church community. It's just a routine. It's just something that we ought to do every single Easter. I would imagine every church today is doing what I'm doing, or you're doing this morning, speaking about the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But as I was preparing for this this morning, I had something in my head the whole week, and I tried to put the notes together, tried to read, tried to pray, and but something just wasn't, wasn't coming together, it wasn't jelling. Um, I had Romans 14, verse 8 um, through to 9, which speaks about the Lordship of Jesus, that we are His, and uh, He is our Lord. And I tried to piece it together, to bring it together as to how it's going to work out. It just, it, just didn't, it just didn't come together. Up until Friday morning, um, I just felt as a the Holy Spirit said you need to scratch all of that and um, uh, then scratch it, put it aside as it were. And then in my prayer just ask God, okay, well then I know it's an Easter um, Sunday, it's an Easter message it would be right to bring to, to your children. But what in it do you want to say to us? That was on Friday morning, had nothing, Friday afternoon, something kind of came together, and uh, it was only on Saturday, yesterday, yesterday morning, that uh, it all came together. And I felt as though God said, this is what I want you to bring to the church this morning. I want you to please um, focus on the resurrection of Jesus. Of course, today is the resurrection, it happened. But I felt as though God said, I want you to focus on the facts about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the significance thereof. So, in way of introduction, may I ask us to consider the significance? I mean, we are all Christians, Um, we've been serving um, the Lord for many years, and this can be a routine. Every year we have to do this. But can I ask us to consider the significance of this weekend, but in particular the significance of today, Easter Sunday. I know that over the years it's become overly commercialized. Um, But for us as Christians, it means... A lot more than just Easter eggs and hot cross buns. So, can I ask us to consider what does it mean for you? What does it mean for uh, what does it mean for us as Christians? Because this is relevant to us. And as you have that in the back of your mind, I will just be sharing some facts about today and the significance, and hopefully by the end of the preach this morning, you will walk out of here with a new or refreshed value pertaining to this day. A new or fresh understanding of the resurrection of Jesus. So the theme of the week from here, what I'd like for us to go home with, is the facts that happen today. Good for that. The Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Here's a statement that was made. The person of Jesus was literally raised from the dead on Easter Sunday having died on a cross on Good Friday. This is what is known as the resurrection. So just to begin with a few facts about today. Fact number one is that this Jesus that I'm talking about that we, uh, we are accustomed to, we know, we love, we celebrate, he was crucified on a cross on a Roman cross, the means of capital punishment at the time. Acts 2 verse 23. I'll be sharing quite a few scriptures just to bring it all together. Acts 2 verse 23 tells us that this man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's set pr- purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. So this was God's plan. God actually allowed for for humanity, for humans to to take over and kill his son for God's purpose. For God's purpose. Which tells me some of the things that happen in our lives, we might, you know, we, we often will, Blame the devil, we'll, we'll attack the devil, we will give him glory in our art. Oh, the devil did that or the devil did this. But if I read scripture, I see that God allows some of these things to happen for his purpose, for his purpose. So it's not as though the devil is in charge, although the word says that the God of this age is at work. he's at work. Someone uh, explained it to me or put it this way it says. God is the owner. The devil happens to almost be the manager. He is managing stuff. He's been given the right to manage stuff, but only for now. So, fact number one, he was crucified on a Roman cross. Fact number two, that he was buried. That Jesus was crucified, he died and he was buried. And as I I thought about that, I thought, why do we call it Good Friday? Ever thought about that? Why do we call it Good Friday? I mean, for goodness sake, someone died. (laughs) Our Savior died. That cannot be so good. And I looked it up, and this is one definition. The term good is applied to Good Friday as an old it is an old english expression meaning holy it is often called holy friday also but in other sense good friday is always tied to easter friday or easter sunday should i say which is a joyful celebration Of the resurrection of Jesus. It's a Good Friday because Jesus died, which wasn't so good, that was bad. But because of God's plan, He was going to raise Him up. Because of the the fact that He was raised up, it became good news for us who are now recipients, who are now saved because of God's love for us. So Good Friday is actually known as Holy Friday. Easter Sunday is actually known as Resurrection Sunday. And as I said, we have commercialized, the world has commercialized today, Easter Sunday. Actually, it's Resurrection Sunday. Fact number three, Jesus was resurrected. I know that's quite simple, it's quite plain and and simple. Jesus was was resurrected. But it's not just that simple because without the resurrection of Jesus Christ we would not be here. This Christianity that we uh, uh, would live for and believe in would not exist. You remember the story when he had died on the Friday and uh, on the Sunday the women went to the tomb and they found uh, an angel who said to them Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. That's in Matthew 28. There's a few other accounts. In Acts, speaks about the resurrection of Jesus. So he died, uh, and then he rose again. He was resurrected on This Resurrection Sunday, a few other scriptures in Acts, particularly Acts 2, testifies to that. So fact number one, he was crucified. Fact number two, he was buried. Fact number three, he was resurrected. So those are facts that that I've just pointed out then the question I would imagine you should have or I had is why is it important? Why is this topic so important? Why do we have to think about it? Why do I have to speak about it every Easter? Why is it important? There are many reasons why it's important, but I'm going to point out six reasons as to why. What should I say? I'll point out five reasons as to why today is important. Why this topic is important for you and for us as a Christian. As those who are called out. Why is this topic important? Well, number one, it is essential to the Christian faith. If there had been no resurrection of Jesus there would be no such thing as Christianity. Simply said, if Jesus died and remained dead, this Christianity that we believe and live for would just be some nice, maybe philosophical idea, ideology that we have. Something to make us good people. It would have no basis, no purpose. If there had been no resurrection, if today it did not happen, there would be no such thing as Christianity. See what kept the message of Jesus alive was this day, his very resurrection. Otherwise he would have been forgotten beyond his own generation. You guys know of the many great people who have had some religious influence upon people. I think of um, perhaps uh, good people like Mohammed, Mahatma Gandhi. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He had an influence, a spiritual influence over people. But at his death, it remained that, his death. It didn't materialize to be anything And those who follow, yes, there's some good principles, there's some good things that came out of it, but there's no life. There was no life after his death. So why is this topic important to us? It is essential to the Christian faith. Number two, it is essential to our very own salvation. Our very own salvation. Because of salvation, we can celebrate this Day, because without um, the salvation, the very reason why Jesus came, there will be no value in what we are about. There will be no reason to be to value His death if He had not also been raised from the dead. One Corinthians uh, fifteen verse seventeen says. That if Christ has not been raised, Wesley alluded to this, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Why is this topic important? It is essential to our salvation. Without this topic, without this act, salvation would not exist. Salvation would not exist. What makes us different to other, uh, other religions is the fact that Jesus rose. Every other religion, every other great prophet all died. What sets us apart is the fact that our King Jesus rose today. Why is this topic important? Number three, it is essential to our future hope. I don't know about you, but I wonder how many times we sit and think about the future. We sit and think. Do you sit and think about your future? I imagine that we do sometimes sit, sit and think about Tomorrow, have I saved enough for my family, for my kids? Have I built up enough that when I leave this earth uh, that they will to be taken care of? Have I made enough, uh, have I done enough good that I will be remembered? These are all natural, I suppose, questions that we have in our, in our minds. But if I had to ask you honestly, do you ever really spend time thinking about your future after your death, after you leave this earth, do you often think about that or not? I'll be honest with you, I don't always think about it, and I don't always think about it because, to some, it's some uh, degree. There's some um, uncertainty. There's almost. I'm, I'm scared. If I have to be blunt, I'm scared. I don't quite know. I don't quite know what's what's. What's going to happen? I believe the word of God, but is it really going to happen? Is it really, am I, am I going to be in heaven? Is it going to be, how is it going to be like? Um, am I going to see you? Am I going to see my family? Am I not? How will it be? All these questions run through my mind. And I know we won't have all the answers here. But one thing I do know is that because of what Jesus did, because he died and rose again, we have a, a hope that once we die, we will be raised with him. The word is clear. He says, absent in, from the body is present with Jesus. That cannot be true if Jesus wasn't raised. If Jesus died and he's in oblivion somewhere, then... How can it be true for you now that once I'm dead here, once I leave this earth, I will be present with him. If Christ was not raised, there is no hope that we too will be raised one day. The only hope we have that we will be raised one day is because we see Jesus was raised. Again, 1 Corinthians 15 says that if, if Christ had not been raised, our very preaching is useless. So the very work that we do, the very work we're going to preach the gospel to the lost and dying world, if Christ was not raised, that is futile. That is useless. And not only is it useless, it also says, so is your faith. Your faith also is useless if Christ was not raised up. Are you with me? Some facts that I'd like us to think about. So I've been thinking about death. I've been thinking about uh, what it would look like And often, you know, we, I mean, I suppose us as guys, I suppose it falls upon everyone, guys and girls. I've I've often thought, for the Christian, to some degree we are scared of death. But I've often tried to um, cover it uh, with this statement. Uh, Not really scared of death, perhaps I'm scared of how I'm going to die. I'm not scared of death itself, but I may be scared about how it's going to happen. But that's besides the point how it happens. Because God holds us. He is the one who created us. He decided the day that we were to be born, where we were to be born, uh, to which parents we were to be born, whether we were born in a, in a, in, in a set of uh, family that was perhaps from a sinful um, viewpoint as we... It was God's plan. He allowed all those things to happen because of his purpose and his plan to bring glory to his holy name. And there's one thought that I had. I thought to myself, man, I, I, wanna, I, I, I want to live this life. God, thank you for the life that you've given me. I've got friends uh, who have died. And in my, in my observation, I'd say that their lives got cut short. Because of what, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the reason. But all I do know is that it looks as though their lives were cut short. But my life is still here. Our lives are still here. What more? Why would God keep us? Why would he sustain us? What is he uh, wanting from us? God, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? And the answer for myself is God wants me to glorify him. He wants me to serve him. He wants me to follow him. He wants me to be obedient, blindly obey him. Because it brings glory to his most holy name. And I want that. I want that. I want to do that. So... The one thing that the enemy, I know, does not like, someone once said to me that what you need to figure out is what the enemy want, doesn't want for your life and you work towards that. He doesn't want you to go left, or then you go left. Because as you do that, you will somehow bring glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So death is not some some bleak thing that's going to happen and we're going to disappear. One day we will be face to face with our Savior. And that day, when I I want to hear that, that statement. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. Beautiful, beautiful sentence. I want that. I want that. I want to run, Paul says, I, 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 I want to run this race, but I don't want to run it in vain. And so, we put a, a lot of emphasis and a lot of um, a priority on our physical bodies. We, maybe we're we sick for whatever reason or we whatever the case may be, we We put a lot of a lot of emphasis on that. But guess what? This body will die. This body will be buried. This body will remain. This life is short in our estimation. This life has much to to be offered. Can I ask us to think about our lives? Can I ask us to think about should you only have a year to live on this earth, how would you live that year? How would you honestly live for that year? Number four, why is this topic... Important. Well, it's important because if we do not come to the terms of the the essential details of why Christ's resurrection exists, then we are not going to be able to answer questions like these. Questions that we, we, we ourselves ask ourselves. ask ask each other, the world perhaps asks us questions like, was it um, the soul of Jesus only that was raised, or was it his body? What kind of resurrection do you and I expect for ourselves, if at all? What kind of body did he have after he was raised? That's an interesting question. Have you ever asked yourself, I wonder what kind of body you'll have? <laughs> what kind of body? As I was looking, you know, um, I thought to myself, I'm sure we, there's some areas in our lives, we don't, parts of our bodies we don't like. And um, I wonder whether we'll have the same... But will it, will it be just useless? Like, <laughs> it'll be useless. We'll even recognize each other. But those kind of questions that you have, those kind of questions that I have, those kind of questions that the world has, you speak about this Jesus, well, how's how it going to be like? Is it the body that just gets resurrected, or is it the body and the soul? I don't know. Please explain. How does it look like? If you don't come to. Uh, grips with the essential of this day, we will never be able to answer those questions. I'll, I'll give some answers to those questions shortly. Number five, why is it important? Well, because Jesus himself testified to the reality of the resurrection. Jesus himself. So it wasn't just the men uh, the apostles, the, the, the followers, Jesus' disciples who, who wrote and said, well, Jesus rose. No, no, Jesus himself testified to his resurrection. Luke 24 verse 39 says, Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself, Jesus says. Touch me and see, for a ghost or a spirit does not have flesh, And bones as you see, I have. This is Jesus speaking. Also in John uh, 20, verse 27, then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hands and put into my side. Believe, stop doubting. So Jesus' resurrection body was transformed. So it was a transformed physical and spiritual body. The Gospel writers emphasize that it was Jesus' physical body that was raised. Not just his soul. It was his physical body. He testified to that himself. It was his physical body that was raised. Jesus stresses that's in Matthew 28 verse 9. Jesus also Stress that um, it was his physical body that had been raised. And then he proved it. You can see that in Luke 24 verse 39. He proved it. When he appeared to the, uh, uh, to the disciples, they gave him a piece of fish and he took it and ate it. In their presence. It's his physical body that was resurrected. It wasn't a spirit. It wasn't, you can't give a spirit fish. You can't give a spirit bread. It was his physical body that was resurrected. The one key thing that we and I need... I mean, we're Christians, as I said. We've been serving Christ for, for many years... But the one thing that we need to be reminded of as I speak about these facts is that the resurrection of Jesus is believed and understood only through the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? Well, because seeing the empty tomb convinced no one at the time that Jesus was alive. Those who actually saw Him, those who saw Him alive, after his death, were not without some unbelief. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some still doubted. Matthew twenty-eight seventeen tells us. See if if, they, if we were back then, and there was uh, cameras and those kind of things. Were, uh, that technology was existed then, and there were cameras around the tomb, and they were put to record uh, what was what had happened. Um, there will still be people who will have some sort of doubt. If it was caught on camera, on video, many would remain unconvinced and many would find something to justify their fears and unbelief. Yeah, maybe the, the, the producers juked the system. They created this whole thing. If people saw Jesus alive face to face then, but still doubted, why should we expect people today to believe what we have to present? They saw Jesus and doubted. Today they don't see Jesus. How much more will they doubt today? We're telling them about Jesus. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Nothing is strong enough to create faith where unbelief is present. We need the Holy Spirit. That's why we pray. That's why we ask Jesus by your Spirit, please open up people's eyes. Please, it's him who says, I, will, I bring people unto myself. It's not us. We don't convince. Because if, we can, if I can convince you into heaven, in inverted commas, someone else can convince you out of heaven. It's the Holy Spirit's worked to convince you, to convict you, to convict sinners. It's his job to convict sinners. To open up their eyes. Not our job. Our job is to plant those seeds. Those who actually saw him still did not have full assurance of the answer to questions like this. Who was he? Why did he come to earth? Why did he die? Why was he raised? But after the Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, these questions were answered. And I must have us know this morning... That we, ourselves here, 21st century Christians, are at no disadvantage for not having been present with those who saw Jesus li- alive with their own eyes. We, have, we are not at, at a disadvantage. You might think that we, were, we are, but we're not. Why do I say that? Well, because the resurrection of Jesus is to be believed by faith, not by sight. Blessed is he who, who believes with that sin, blessed is he who believes by faith. The Word of God says in, in John twenty verse twenty nine. It is therefore by the Spirit that we know who was he, the God Man. Why did he come to die? Why he die? Why did he die to save us from our sins? Why was he raised? To vindicate the cross. and So in conclusion. Today. Easter Sunday. Which I would rather call it. Resurrection Sunday. The vindication of the cross. Was achieved. As per Romans 4 verse 25. The cross. Is the heart. Of Easter. The cross is is the heart of the resurrection. The cross is the heart of our whole journey. Good Friday cannot be separated from Resurrection Sunday. Jesus' death would have no value had He not been raised. His resurrection would have been of no value had He not shed his blood for our sins. Good Friday, a holy Friday, and Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday mutually excel the other in, in importance and glory. One is no less important or glorious than the other. They cannot be separated. These two events cannot be separate. You cannot have Resurrection Sunday without Holy Friday. We need Holy Friday to have Resurrection Sunday. But neither is more important than the other. Jesus' death and His resurrection are two aspects of the greatest event in human history. Jesus is alive because God vindicated who he was as per Romans 1, 4 and what he did. Romans 4, verse 25. So what does Resurrection Sunday mean for us today? The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ has been accepted as the atonement For our sins. Death has been conquered. Death has been conquered. The claims of Jesus have been vindicated. The possibility of resurrection power is open to us all. It was Dr. David Turner who said who said this Jesus is not a dead man to be pitied but a living reigning returning lord to be loved and emulated both in present suffering and in future reward i leave us with this comment. As you've looked at your, the facts, as you've looked at the facts, I hope that there's been some sort of renewed understanding, appreciation of Resurrection Sunday. Death is the door to life. Death is the door to life. And therefore, death is not something that we fear because it actually opens up the door, the way to the life that God has promised us. Father, thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die a gruesome death, a painful death, Lord. On Holy Friday. And because of your power, because what you say is truth and you do not lie, you raised him from the dead. You overcame death and allowed Jesus, the Messiah, to be raised that he may take his rightful place as king over over all. Help us, Father, to always remember the truth that Jesus died, was buried, and was raised on the third day today. So, Because of that truth, God, we celebrate this precious act so I bless your holy name in Jesus name Amen